Welcome to the Faith Connections Podcast, a partnership between the Foundry Publishing, Nazarene Discipleship International, and Holiness Today. Greetings. My name is Frank Moore, and I retired from the Global Ministry Center in Lenexa, Kansas, as general editor for The Church of the Nazarene. This adult Sunday school lesson, which is for October the 8th, 2023, is provided in collaboration between the Foundry Publishing and Nazarene Discipleship International. This Sunday School lesson is intended to support every local church's efforts to make disciples, who in turn make disciples. Please feel free to use this video in any way that helps your church or your families. The title of today's session is The King Who Ruled by the book, special emphasis on by the book. Our session outcome for today is to develop a humble and a responsive heart toward the Word of the Lord. You'll also want to check out Illustrated Bible Life in your preparation as it looks at the book of the law discovered during Josiah's refurbishing of the temple it also gives a verse-by-verse -verse commentary on the scripture passage that we're studying for today. Last week, we discovered how God hears and answers the prayers of those who repent. This Sunday, we'll discover the way that God's Word can change and reshape both individual lives as well as entire communities. Today's scripture lesson comes from 2 Chronicles, chapter 34, verses 18 to 31. You'll probably want to also listen to thefoundryleader.com. This week's Illustrated Bible article out loud examines the book of the law that was found in Josiah's renovations of the temple. You might begin your session with your group by saying, you know, there are some things that you see that you just can't unsee. Something happens, or you see something in a new way, and life from that point onward is never the same. From this point on in your life, you will forever be altered by the knowledge that you have or with this new set of eyes. Following that observation, you might ask the following questions. What experiences have you had that you can't unsee? What was it that made such an impression on you? And for Christians, should we be open to change, either why or why not? In today's session, we will see the profound change that occurred in the life of both King Josiah and then the lives of his people. The first section of the material uh, that we read is about King Josiah himself. He came to the throne at the very early age of eight, after his father, Amon, was assassinated. His mother was Jedediah. And unlike his father, Josiah followed the instructions of God. Josiah's reign, the Bible says, was modeled after King David. He was a great king in both faithfulness and righteousness. 
His reign included some very important key movements. First, there was the religious reform that we will talk about today, reform for the whole nation. Second, he gave instruction for repairing the temple. And finally, he led his nation in the Passover celebration. This was significant because this was the first time that the Hebrew people had celebrated the Passover together since we read about it in the book of Judges when they first arrived in the Promised Land. Well, as the scripture passage tells us, during the temple repair, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord that had been given to Moses, chapter 34, verse 14. He in turn gave this to Josiah's royal messenger who brought it to the king. So in this first section of material, which is entitled, that what the Lord's, this is what the Lord says, either you read or ask someone else to read 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verses 18 to 28. Once the book of the law was discovered, Shaphan read it before King Josiah, verse 18, word for word in its entirety. Upon hearing the words of the Lord, the king responded by tearing his clothes. King Josiah then sent men to inquire of the Lord by asking the prophet about the importance of God's will that was found in this book. Josiah wanted to know what the people of Judah should do since they had failed to do what the law required. The men went to a very significant female prophet, Huldah. The Old Testament refers to four named women prophets. There was Miriam, listed, or that we read about in Exodus chapter 15, Deborah, Judges 4, Huldah, here in this passage, 2 Chronicles 34, and Noadiah in Nehemiah chapter 6. And there were many other unnamed women prophets in the Old Testament. For example, Isaiah chapter 8 speaks of this. We must remember when we read this that God calls women into ministry just as he calls men. Prophets in the Old Testament were both men and women. And I think it's important for us to remember that God still calls women into full-time ministry today. The prophets of the Old Testament had a very unique role in delivering the word of the Lord to the king, to the priests, and to the people. Huldah was known and a trusted court prophet. And by the way, her husband, Shalom, was uh, his responsibility was keeper of the robe, verse, four, uh, verse 22. He did this for the king. So he was probably a member of the royal court. Now, Huldah shares a prophetic message that begins with the standard introduction that we, we always read uh, in these prophetic messages. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Verse 24, that's the way they almost all began with. So this message from God had two parts. The first was words of punishment. They were outlined from the curses listed in Deuteronomy chapter 28. 
because the people had broken their covenant with God and they were committing idolatry, verses 24 and 25. However, the second part of the message offers a word of salvation, detailing how Josiah's act of humbling himself through lament and repentance was worthy in the eyes of the Lord, verse 27 and 28. The prophet Jeremiah was a contemporary of the king and wrote many laments for the king. Well, at the conclusion of presenting this material, you might lead the people in discussion about the following subjects. First of all, notice that prior to our selected passage in verse 2, there's a summary of the life and leadership of King Josiah. The Bible says he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, and he followed the ways of his father David not turning aside to the right or to the left. You might ask your people, what does it mean that he didn't turn aside? What would he have turned from? What did he not turn from? Then in the account in 2 Kings, we're told, neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did, with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his strength, in accordance with all the law of Moses, 2 Kings 23. So you might ask your group, what made him unlike any other king? And then, that, then following that, what did the tearing of his robes signify? Why did he do that when he heard what we would refer to today as Scripture, God's Word, read. Then ask, why was Josiah grieved over what he heard in the book of the law? And then, what was communicated in the book that was so vital to their lives? The last part of this section focuses on the prophet Hulda and her response on behalf of the Lord to the king. Do you think it was difficult for the prophet to speak on behalf of the Lord in this situation because the message was so difficult? Why or why not? And then ask, what was the reason for Josiah's deliverance? In other words, why did the Lord um, meet his request? And the next question, what does this tell us then about God's character? So our lesson today is in two parts, and the second part is entitled, The Renewed Covenant. Either you read or ask someone in your group to read 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verses 29 to 31. King Josiah responded by leading his people in a very important exercise. It was referred to as a covenant renewal ceremony. He gathered all the officials of the palace, all of the priests, all of the Levites, and all of the people of his nation together to take part in this community service. He read the entire book again, the Book of the Covenant, verse 30. Now, this phrase, the Book of the Covenant, is not common, and scholars are not really sure what it refers to. 
It could have been either the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament, or it could have been just the book of Deuteronomy, or it could have been the Ten Commandments, all involve the writings of Moses. So we're not sure, but we don't need to know what it was the people heard. The central part of this narrative was it was the word of the Lord, and how did the people respond when they heard it? After hearing the words, the people of Judah take part then in this covenant renewal ceremony. They had not been loyal to the Lord. They had not been faithful to their God. They were not pursuing God's will for their lives. Josiah calls them then together to obey the word of life that is discovered in this book of the covenant. The people humbled themselves just as their king had done. They repented just as their king had done. And they turned back to the Lord as King Josiah had done. At the conclusion of this section of material, lead the people in the following discussion questions. You might ask, why, was, why did the reader read this material directly rather than just giving an overview or retelling it in his or her own words? At this point, the text calls it, as we've said, the Book of the Covenant, as opposed to the Book of the Law or some other name. So with that in mind, what does the word covenant mean to you? We usually use the word today, contract. Why was that important, their contract that God had made with them? Following the reading, King Josiah then led the people in all the things that we've just discussed. What do you think was the point of this covenant renewal ceremony? Why did they do that? And the next question, which is exceedingly important even to this day, why is it important for us to participate in public ceremonies, not just of worship, but of lament, of repentance, of all of the things that we can do in a covenant renewal ceremony? Why do it publicly rather than just asking the Lord personally as you make your commitment to him? Well, as you begin to close your session, you might ask these discussion questions or the kind of overview questions of the whole lesson. Like, as you consider this passage, what parts stand out most to you and why? At the heart of this story is a discovery, a discovery of a book, the word of the Lord a discovery of the Lord's will for his people. So ask, as you think about this passage, how can you begin to cultivate a submissive heart and life today? Submissive heart and life for the Lord. Today's story reminds us of the importance of God's word. However, we have to be careful to not just reduce God's word to a list of do's and don'ts, things that we can do by our own strength and ability. That's just legalism. So the question is, how can we focus on both the message of the Bible and upon the heart, our heart, as we give ourselves to the Lord as we read the Bible? That's important. So after hearing from the prophet, 
King Josiah read from this book of the covenant for all the people. So the question is, why is it important that scripture be read publicly as we do today, publicly in the community of faith? Well, as we've said throughout this lesson, Josiah's life was marked by a singleness of purpose. He did not turn to the right or to the left. He was a godly, righteous leader. You might close your questioning by asking for you, what are those things that clamor for your attention to pull you either to the right or to the left? What competes for your allegiance to belong to the Lord alone? And how do you resist those temptations? Well, as you close this session in prayer, thank God for his word, his written word, but not only for the written word, as we've read about today in our lesson, but also for the living word, Jesus, because the written word points us to the living word, Jesus. I trust that the Lord will bless you as you prepare to lead your group this week. Blessings, then, on your ministry. Thank you for listening to the Faith Connections podcast. If you wish to order Faith Connection materials for your local church, please visit thefoundrypublishing.com. If you've enjoyed this production and wish to hear more, visit holinesstoday.org slash podcast or find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts.